podcast episode is sponsored by the Financial Freedom Plan, where I help you that are a parent, you're hardworking and ambitious to be able to reach your big dream goals. And so I take you through the process of being able to know what your short, medium, and long-term goals are to getting to your financial freedom number and everything in between from saving, budgeting, investing, getting out of debt, and repairing your own credit. Um, Find out more at bdsmithfinancial.com to schedule a free financial breakthrough call with me so that you can get your custom plan in place. Hello, hello, and welcome to 1322 Life. In this episode, I'm so excited because we have a special guest. Her name is Kashawn Parker. And just to tell you guys a little bit about Kashawn, she is a professional speaker, certified coach, and self-branded as a personal super mom to three amazing humans, her children. She navigates mission-driven women and leaders to achieve game-changing success aligned to who they are. Kashawn has a relentless passion for helping others feel as though they are in the driver's seat of their lives. A passion born out of her own journey. She is a quadruple core, core energy dynamic specialist with mastery designations in leadership, transition, performance, and well-being. She is a member of the Toastmasters International, where she serves on the executive board committee. She is the recipient of numerous coaching and speaking awards for all her dedicated service. So welcome, welcome, Kashan. I'm happy to have you. Yes. Thank you, Bree. Thank you. And thank you for that introduction. I tell you, it's it's kind of good to hear all the things, right? We get so caught up in doing them. So thank you so much for that. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I love it. Okay, and super mom, wearing that cape, I love that. So as you know here, um, I just want to really like dive into uh, how God has impacted your finances and things like that. So you have three children and it's it's a different financial journey when you have kids. <laughs> It's just a little different, right? Because <laughs> we can't just get noodles and like eat them at 10 o'clock no. at night and then go to bed and like <laughs> it'd be a happy day. Like that's just not something we could do at this stage. Yeah. Like, so tell me a little bit about um, you and your story, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. So I always say my story is it's definitely not a um, a one that's for the faint at heart. I mean, it's just, there's so many plot twists and turns and, and things of that such. But um, most recently, um, I found myself being a widow and single mom and just learning how to not only be present as a mom, but now I'm the sole provider for my household. Now, I, I love challenges. I love all, all things of that sort, right? So I decided my life wasn't challenging enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Overachiever, I love it. Overachiever. So um, my company of 15 years um, closed their doors. And I, within the organization, was a facilitator, trainer, just all things growth and development. Well, when the company closed, I decided, well, what better time than now to go out on this entrepreneur journey and um, see what that road offers. Now, I do not recommend, <laughs> I do not recommend these steps for someone who is not serious about, you know, just growing and seeing where life is going to take them. 
But for me, I prayed on it. I just kind of got still with the idea. I did a lot of strategic planning because that's my expertise. And I just said, okay, God, where are we gonna where are we gonna go with this? I'm trusting you at this point. And lo and behold, the footsteps just kind of opened up for me. And it was just one yes after another. So my story is just in, in getting an agreement. He's like, well, can you do this? Can you go in and just learn about coaching? Absolutely. Can you go in and can you learn about, you know, what it means to um, secure financial stability for your family? Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it's just, it's those, those hard yeses, but just being willing and ready to, to navigate the path, to say yes, and to just see where it goes. And, and my story has landed me into arenas I can't even imagine. I mean, you said, you know, professional speaker, like who, me? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just all in the willingness to say yes and and to keep God first. Like that is that is pivotal for me. I don't necessarily tell people what to believe. I say you believe in what you want to, but as for me and mine. Yes, <laughs> we serve the Lord. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... It, it's just, it's taking those moments. I, I always just look to get still, get quiet and just say, okay, dear God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And it's with a, a heart of service first, always service first. Um, And it's just opening up doors beyond my, my wildest imagination. So I want to go back a little bit. So you were in corporate for 15 years at your last company, right? Mm -hmm. So you are a career company woman. You get your paycheck every 1st and 15th or bi-weekly, you know, however it flows. You're used to that steady money. You know where it's coming from and when and why. You know what you got to do to achieve it. And then you decided that when they closed their doors after 15 years, that you're going to go into entrepreneurship. You didn't think maybe, maybe I need to go get another cushy corporate job. Like, you know, let them take care of me. That wasn't a thought? No. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What I what I always had, Brie, was this idea that there's got to be something more. Mm. And, you know, one of the pivotal cornerstones of my life, yes, is in losing my husband. But prior to that, I lost my, my grandparents. I lost my parents. I lost my brother. Like, and it was just, okay, so I don't have a guarantee that life is going to always be there. What life do I want to create? If today is all I have, what do I want to do with it? And that's my motto. That's that's at the core of me. And so I could have very easily gone into another corporate job. But what I knew is that I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. I didn't feel like I was making an impact for my right to still be here. Of all the losses that I endured, I'm still here. And many of my talks just kind of focus just on that. So if I'm still here, what do I want to do? Who do I want to serve? Awesome. I love that. I love that. Like I hear your passion. I hear your energy. It's like you are <laughs> in the right space. You are doing exactly what you need to be doing. Okay. Um, yeah. So I love hearing you walk in your God-given purpose. That is so important and it's so beautiful. Now, also just from the strategic planning, and I'm a planner, okay? So with this, when they, you weren't expecting them to close their door. So did you have like savings set aside so that you could put into your business and things like that? Were you naturally a saver? So naturally a saver, no, I learned to save. 
Okay. Um, and so what I what I did was when I lost my husband, I was just like, okay, if I'm in a different role now, right? I'm in a different seat. And how do I handle this responsibly? So I I knew that when I got the announcement that my organization was closing, that there was a door opening here, okay, that I might never see again. I, so my question was, what do I need to do to capitalize on this moment? Mm. And my they made the announcement somewhere in 2018-ish or so. And the actual closure didn't happen until 2020. Okay, so you had some time. I had some time. Okay. And and most of that time though was like, okay, this is this is this is new. Um, because I started a journey that I had never been on before. And it was a journey of my own self-discovery. Again, asking the same questions. If I'm still here, what do I want to do with this? Mm-hmm. My story didn't just happen just to happen. You don't just walk up on people that you know, have gone through these dramatic dips and turns and they do nothing with them. So in understanding that it was like, okay, mentally, spiritually, financially, how can we create alignment and strategic steps? So when I go out and I'm telling people what they can do, I've walked it, I've lived it. I don't, I don't go out and preach something that I haven't had to walk through myself. And it's developing a strategy that is actionable, that is, it's reasonable, right? And then that you could just, you could dance with and have fun with. And that's what it's all about. Definitely. Definitely. Now, um, something I do want to know, and how much time had lapsed between the time that they said they were going to close their doors and when you had lost your husband, because I have to imagine that was extremely difficult of a season to go through losing your spouse. I haven't been there and um, I just commend you for going through that. But like, what was the lapse in that? Yeah, great question. So it was about a year and a half. Okay. And my husband and I actually worked together. So um, it was, I finally come back from bereavement and grieving and trying to figure out the steps from that. And then finally find my bearings somewhat. And then now it's okay. Well, now we're closing. Wow. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God, you got a sense of humor. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, and, and and it's just like what I what I find though is that even in those those pockets, right? Because it wasn't like this sequential turn of a few weeks. It was, you know, time in between there where if if I knew that if I didn't take the opportunity to really capitalize on those moments that I'm just greedy like that it's like how can I make the most of this and that's what I did so it was like okay in the first half it was how do I want to walk this out for myself and my family being the sole provider then it was okay well how can I create this life for us that we have never seen before Mm -hmm. and that was just like a whole different you know chain of events and things that happened and so here I am just kind of walking this thing, this model through um, without, without though, using my story as a crutch, mm. right? And and that is what the, the, the biggest thing for me, like if you talk to anybody, Brie, that knew me when this stuff first happened and I started just reaching out, I would not call myself a widow. I would not call myself a single mom because I'm like, I don't identify with any of that. I, I can figure things out. <laughs> Like that's that's just not me. Um, 
And I think oh. that's part of just taking on a victor mentality instead of a victim. And like, you know, and not necessarily wearing your hurt. And yeah. that's why it's like, it's even been hard for me to talk about my story sometimes. And I'm like, nah, that's not really like me. I don't even know. Like, I know that thing, those things happen to that girl. <laughs> but it's like, I don't associate that girl as me yeah. all the time because it's just like, I don't wear that hurt and shame and all of that every day. Instead, I'm just like, look, I'm out here getting it. Let's let's go. So let's go. And And to add to that, though, it's like it's now that those are the things. Those are the, the pivots of the story. I can't necessarily change and modify the pieces. So let me figure out how to use them in a way that serves me and pays tribute to the journey. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's the powerful piece. I, I never want to negate the journey. The journey is what has me here in front of you today. The journey is what creates all of this. So I don't want to dismiss that. But yeah. how can I use it in such a way where somebody else who is, Maybe they they just lost their job. They they're in a spot where they are the sole providers of their household. They are in a spot where they gotta figure it out. And they say, if that if that young woman did it, I'm sure, I'm sure there's something. And that's my why. That it's like just showing that it's possible. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So 2016, I'm guessing you lost your husband. 2018, your job announces that they're going to be closing down their doors. 2020, you are now without your corporate job and full on in your business. When did you, did you launch your business in 2018 and kind of do the side hustle thing for a couple of years or did you wait till 2020? So I am huge on being a student first. Okay. What I did was I I just jumped head first into learning mode. Love that. What do I need to know? What do I need to understand? And how can I, just with what I could see, I, I didn't know everything, but I just knew that I had certain parts that I could begin with. And so I knew, I said, it's a, it's important for me, you know, if I'm out in this market, I want somebody that has credentials. I want somebody that is a an expert in what they do. So what did I do? I went out and I got my credentials. Love then it. they said, well, I want someone that has kind of walk the talk of embracing their fears and their limitations. So I, I partnered with somebody to do that work with me. And I've been working with coaches, like, you know, just in everything and my mindset and my, you know, my physical body and, and everything that I do and including my business to, wow. to just continue that growth path student first. And then once I understand what it is that I'm doing and what I need to do, then I developed the strategy. Okay. I love that. I love that. So solid plan. Um, I love the student first. My mom's a teacher. So okay. all my life I had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> all my life I've been in school. Yes. So um, and I've been in school since I was two years old, uh, which is, you know, just insane. I don't I, I love her for it. And I get frustrated by it too. Um, but at the same time, I look at now with life, I just see myself as a lifelong learner. I feel like I can learn from anyone. I can learn from you. I can learn from my kids. I can learn from the neighbor across the street that I don't know what they do or someone I meet in the grocery store. It doesn't matter. Like everyone has a story. Everybody has something you can learn from them. Even if you don't have a lot in common from them, with them, you can learn from them. So I love that aspect of being a student first. I've definitely 
gone on that journey with a lot of different coaches. I still need to get one for fitness. Maybe that's what I need <laughs> to get rid of my little pudge. But <laughs> I got it for business. I got a ton of them that I've used for mm -hmm. business. And so I definitely relate to that. Um, so then you said that you you just saw blessing after blessing after blessing. So I'm guessing you launched in 2020 or did you take another little bit more time or how did that go? I launched in January of 21. Awesome. Um, and, and, you know, yes, it was just kind of blessing after blessing after blessing. But I always say they weren't the obvious. I could have easily walked past them and missed them had mm. I just not been mindful and paying attention. What I learned on this journey in, in form of blessing was as long as I was willing to ask the right questions, the help just showed up. I mean, it was like mm. out of everywhere. And it okay. was, okay, have you thought about this? Or maybe you should do that. Or what about this? And again, it started with that student first mentality. If I went out the gate and said, I spent two years planning for this, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> For ten years, you still don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh my God! You right, and it's just like because I'm out trying to tell the world and this this new thing that this is how you do it, in which I have no idea how it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. And so it's about being open and vulnerable enough to trust others who have gone where you're trying to go. I'm I'm always for that, and then just saying, okay, well, what do I need to ask? What is the the best question that I could ask with where I am and just always ask ask how did you tell me about you because in that you get the answers you get you get the blessings yeah. um and it it even showed up just kind of with managing finances I hadn't been in a position to financially manage me let alone a family mm -hmm. right and it was like okay how do I do this from where I am how do I set aside? I've got kids that are going to be going into college in a few years. They were 12 at the time of the passing of my husband. And then I knew that college was probably going to be in the in the cards somewhere. I knew, okay, I still have a mortgage. I still have a car note. Like I still got bills. Real bills, real life. <laughs> real life bills that I don't have, you know, anybody over here now where it was nice and cushiony for a lot of years to be able to depend on and we've strategized and figured this thing out it was like okay you're the husband and the wife now <laughs> mm. okay so it was I know that that wasn't my strong suit so now let me go find somebody where that's your strong suit awesome here's my picture what can you do with it and I just I started reaching for resources everywhere I am greedy for that I, really <laughs> I love it <laughs> I will go down a whole rabbit hole of resources. I'll be like, what you say? What you say that download, download. I'll be downloading everything so much. And then now some of it I don't read. I ain't gonna lie, because I, I got about a hundred downloads on this computer. I know I ain't read all of them, but, <laughs> but I will at least skim through because it gets to a point where you know you know exactly what to look for after uh reading yeah. so many of these. But it's just a wealth of information, even with the free stuff out there. There's a lot that people can do and um, just to be able to inch forward, you know, yes. um, just continue to inch forward. Let's let's get from here to here. Let's get from point A to point B. OK, do I got someone that can get me from B to C um, and see about that? But I want to touch on you said that you had some blessings show up where you could have overlooked them. 
they may not have even seem like blessings um, if you didn't like more so ask the right questions or things like that. And I want to I want to talk about that because God works a little different, you know, um, <laughs> his ways of thinking are far beyond our ways of thinking and how he operates and works with us is it's just a little different. It's not how you expect it to be. It's not a straight line. So what are some of these like subtle things that turn out to be big blessings to you? If you could just give us like two, two really good examples. Oh, okay. So my favorite um, that I use is coming into the world of coaching. Back in, in 2017, 2018, I really didn't know what coaching was. I had, you know, I, I understood mentoring. I understood it, um, you know, being a leader and all that. But talk to me about a coach, especially like life coaching. You would have heard crickets, right? Mm -hmm. But here's here's what happened. So I I I stumbled on my coach. And I say I stumbled on my coaches because I was in a state where I was just learning how to parent singly. I was learning how to, you know, understand these growing kind of preteens at the time, going into teenagers. And I was lost, confused, and just like, it was a real struggle. So I was like, I need help. I don't know exactly what I'm doing here. And so I started asking questions and I remember just kind of having a discussion with my niece and I'm like, I'm, man, I'm struggling with just trying to, to be a parent to, to my kids. Like I'm, I'm messed up. And she goes, oh yeah, I talked to this lady, you know, and she, she talked to me and my son and she's really good. Right. And I said, okay, so do you have her information? She says, yeah, I think she's a therapist. I said, good. <laughs> that's exactly what I need. <laughs> Yes, therapy is amazing. Yes. So I make the phone call, Bree, and I'm talking to her and I'm 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 like, okay, I got it all lined out, right? I'm gonna tell her what's going on. She's gonna help me and my kids, and we're gonna be great. Mm -hmm. But when I had the phone call with her, Bree, she wasn't really asking about my kids. <laughs> she oh. was asking about me. Oh. She wanted to know about the head. And so we we ended up meeting and she says, Kashana, just with your permission, I want to just speak to each of your kids separately. She says, will you trust me to do that? And I said, absolutely. Because in my mind, I'm still going to see a therapist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody has told me yet that this woman is a coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So you didn't even know. It was like secret assassin. Like, oh, okay. I think I got a therapist and it's a whole coach. Yes. So she talks to my children and she's she's just kind of getting insight and information about the woman that I am and in their eyes of mom, right? Because that's what they know me as. And when we finished, she says, you would make a perfect client. She's, and she started going through, you know, what it would take to work through her, work with her. And I'm still thinking this is a, a therapist. So I'm like, okay, whatever it takes, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And I read over the contract and somehow I still don't remember seeing coach in this contract. Like, <laughs> like wait a minute, you didn't try and give her your insurance information? <laughs> just like, <laughs> it was just a whole thing. So I said, okay. And about, it, you know, a year in, I go, wait a minute now, because I started changing. Mm. I started just kind of growing and evolving. And I'm just like, what is going on? So I went to her, I was like, what, what did you do to me? 
<laughs> like what what is this and she says I met you where you were mm. and and you know that's what I mean by the blessing this this one woman God placed her in my and it was like as an option I could have never called her I could have never asked the question about you know getting help for me and my family but the thing about it is and I always say I was in so much pain where I was that I couldn't stay there mm. It was so painful to be where I was that I, I, whatever it took, I was willing to go. I get that. And, and when I said yes, my world changed. I look oftentimes just back at the pictures and things like that. And I promise you, it's like two different, two different women. Wow. And, and, you know, and it was like, okay, well now she said, I said, how did you do that? And so we fast forward to, you know, a couple of years later and she says, well, this is this is the holistic view of who I am and what I do, right? And so I was like, okay, I think I want to do that. I just I just want to help other people like me. Mm. And she said, I'm glad you asked, because I already knew that it was it's for you just by knowing and learning you that yes, you're you're supposed to go out and help other people. And again, just by asking the question, how do I? What do I need to do? we just kind of transitioned and started talking about that thing. And I said, well, where did you get trained from? And so she told me that, and it was just my, my, I think, um, yes moment in all of these things, my willingness to say, yes, I, I'll do that. Ask the hard questions, knees knocking, <laughs> scared, but willing. And, and just when I did that, as I do that, the blessings open up. I love that. I love that. That is beautiful. And it's crazy the transformation that coaches can make because it seems like this coaching industry popped up out of nowhere. Okay. Um, I'm not even going to lie to you. It just seems like one day out of nowhere, there were 30 coaches um and all of them were trying to sell to me on my Facebook or something and it was just like <laughs> where where did you come from what is this thing you know and I get that I get that and it's like being in the community like being coaches like you and I both are now it's just it's we see the transformation we can see how there are some amazing coaches that will just change your life there are some that will really help you to transition and get from point A to point B and that are really like the answer to your next, the answer to you getting from where you are currently and get into that next phase that you desperately wanted to get to. And so I just, I love this space because so many people are in it with the heart to serve like you have and how I can hear um, because it's just like that woman serve your pants off. That's what I like to say. Like, um, <laughs> when it comes to it, like I told, I'm like, I'm going to serve these clients pants off. Good thing we on zoom. I ain't going to see it. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, to be able to have coaches with that kind of heart, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes. Yes. Now that was one. Yes. Now what was another big blessing that was kind of different and also maybe had a financial impact because yes, she was transformational and that helped you. But that doesn't necessarily pay your bills for these three kids. You know, y'all a family of four and y'all got to eat. I hear teenagers like um, they eat different. <laughs> they eat real different. Real different. Yes. Ain't nothing left in the house. So 
how did that work with being able to now juggle being the sole provider and your sole income is now coming from what you do you know you're a hunter now like you eat what you kill that's it so how did that how did that work what were some blessings that came up that you were like oh this god winking at me right here um to make it so that you could stay full-time because you're you're still full-time in your business you never gone back to corporate right no all no. right it's 2023 so god is providing tell tell us about that so again it was like the idea of i don't know how i'm not even fully sure on the what <laughs> but i'm willing and so you know the the story that i tell was is I prayed a specific prayer beginning all of this. And this was, you know, dear God, I don't know where this is going to go. I have no idea what is coming out of this, but I trust you. You know where my anxieties hide. You know what I need. And so it was in praying and saying, okay, how do I secure things in a way um, financially and emotionally, like all of the above, so that I could focus here to build my business. And what opened up for me was, you know, yes, in the in the beginning, the one to two years, it was that financial nest egg of being able to invest in my own growth and development and still take care of the bills. And then it was okay. Well, now can you can you pivot and start to go out on this ledge and and speak your message. This is where public speaking came. And so I was focused on just the idea of coaching. Let me go meet some people one-to-one. -one. This is my package. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, well, God said, come here. Can you, can you come over here real quick? You know, I know you, I know you say you're an introvert, but can you let me, I got something for you. And so again, still working with the coach that I'm working with, she's like, uh, you should go to Toastmasters. Mm. And I was like, really? And she says, yeah, because, you know, I could see that, you know, socially, there may be some anxiety there. And this is like pre-COVID. Um, yeah. And so I'm. Just, she's like, you know, you want to find your space in this world. And I put it off. I put it off for two years. I'm like, I'm not going. I think about <laughs> it. Maybe I would, but I'm not going to Toastmasters. So I go in, in there and I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to go to Toastmasters because every now and then she will bring it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at it and... I Google Toastmasters and I'm just like, is this, this where we're going? He said, well, will you say yes? Okay, fine. Yes, here we go. <laughs> so <laughs> I joined Toastmasters and I'm like, I got to speak in front of people. Wait a minute. Now that is there another way? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you sure? And, and it was like, I, I had never been met though with such a warm and welcoming and inviting group of people mm. that were invested in their own leadership and, and their own way of being, but then also in the business mindset, they knew how to get things done. So it opened up windows to connections, to possibilities. And all I had to do was just be willing to get my little self up there and just go say something. Okay, I think I can I can manage that part. The biggest thing was managing me. So what I did was I joined the, my local Toastmasters and I said, how can I serve? Mm. 
and just open myself up. How can I serve? And it became, began to be one conversation after the next. Well, um, a lot of those just kind of branched out into opportunities to speak, which now is what's paying my bills. Um, and then, you know, through speaking, it is open up, opening up doors to um, sign up. And I train. I train on strategy. I train on just the processes of understanding skill set and mindset. We work on both. And, and that now is what's sustaining me to be able to continue to take care of my family. But it's not me. I always say, I didn't do this. If I have to tell, this is not me. I'm just, I'm just a willing servant. I'm here to say yes. I lead the rest. That's heavy lifting over there. If I got to figure out all that stuff, I don't know if I could do it, but I could say yes. I could say yes to this and, and have it make sense and just be open and listening for my next step. I love that. I love that. I want to challenge all of us to think about like, what is it that we need to say yes to? What are some things that we need to think about um, that we can say yes to? What needs our yes? Because sometimes that's all God needs. He just needs, yes, Lord. Like, whatever you say, I'll do it. If you say so. <laughs> and I've had a couple of those. <laughs> like, if you say so, let, let me go ahead and do it. And that is so beautiful um, because I've also learned like obedience is way better than sacrifice to, to God. And just being obedient and just saying yes, giving him your yes, like, hey, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but if you say so, Absolutely. like, that is beautiful. I love that. Um, all right. So now we're going to transition a little bit. So <laughs> in this segment, um, we're more so going to move into like, how can I help in finances? So we talk about God and how he's in our finances and things like that. And I am asking all guests to tell me like, what do you need help with in finances? Something, something small. So I saw on for you, you had said that you wanted to know about more ways to invest, right? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me a little bit, like, what are your thoughts? Where are you when it comes to investing? So investing for me is just like my time, energy, and resources. I'm a giver first. And so what I would love to do is just to be able to find more opportunities to do just that, um, to, to learn how to effectively give of my, my time to create the value in the space and then open that up possibly to give of my resources um, to others. Like I, I have a heart for giving, you know, one, those that are less fortunate. I, I do that in a heartbeat, That's but nice. I want to do more of it, right? It's like, <laughs> my husband was like, he's like, you would give the clothes off your back. Yes, yes, sir, I will, yes. <laughs> so you want to learn how to invest so you can give it away. I want to invest because, you know, it's like, it, that's the value of it. That's the value of everything. You know, you you get not necessarily to, to just keep and hoard to yourself. How can I give it to somebody to be a blessing? I've gotten a many of them. I just want to pay it for. I love it. that. I love that. That's a new way to think. I mean, it's easy to just give away money. Now, you know, you can always just write a check and you you done. You can give away some money, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, we talk about giving. I know I, we tithe. That's a form of giving. Our offering mm -hmm. that's a form of giving. We see someone that's hungry, that's homeless. 
we feed them. That's giving. Um, maybe even being able to give them somewhere to stay for the night, especially when it's cold or way too hot. And we know we wouldn't want to be out there. Uh, you can give in that way. Even just setting aside a set amount of money each month and saying that's in my budget. This is how much I'm going to give away or having an account that you fund so that when you see someone in need, you can give from that you account. Um, so there are, oh, I love giving. I love giving. <laughs> there, there, there is different ways you can give. But if you're also looking to invest so that maybe you can grow, um, are you into something that is going to be very active that you have to be inside of or something that is more so like set it and forget it? Both. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I, I'm a fan of, you know, letting it work for itself, but I want to be privy to the, the brain behind the operation. I want to understand what's going on. Um, so initially the way that I see that working out is I'm, I'm at the forefront. I'm learning whatever it means to do, you know, whatever the investment is. I mean, and I've, I've looked at, you know, um, the actual financial investing pieces of it, where there's stocks, there's mutual funds and all those things. It's like a little bit of knowledge on that. Mm -hmm. Um, but then when I think of investing, I think of it on a, a much larger scale. And it's, it's like what I call pocketed investments, right? And pocketed investments simply for me means, you know, in here, you know, what way by, what means by way of resources can I give? So you, you're part of my business community. Everything in there is free. I'm just throwing information in there, right? Because mm -hmm. it may help somebody. And and especially in our age of information, like there's there's this surge, there's this overload. But I wanted to be a voice that kind of trails that back and puts it into these strategic sequential um, steps of, of execution. Because I think that information is one thing, execution and strategy is another. So um, when it comes to investing, um, I understand that, you know, you're looking at it at the broad spectrum, just the financial impact. That's where, that's where I'm at. And so where it's just like, where we're just at the financial impact, you can, you have mentioned stocks and mutual funds and things like that. So when I say, do you want to be active or more passive? More so I'm thinking of, do you want real estate or stocks? Because real estate, that's something you're going to have to be a pretty a bit more active in, you know, um, it's going to take some time. It's going to take, um, you really being involved, you being able to run the numbers, um, uh, find the value, find the properties, you know, close on them, uh, get it renovated, do the renovation yourself. If you don't want to get it renovated by someone else like that's, it's a lot of hands on, um, to get that going. Right. Um, versus stocks, you find out that you, you know, go become a student for a short period of time, figure out where you want it to go. You set it, you forget it. It's done. It's just a buy and hold strategy. And so that's where I was getting at. Like, is that more so um, where you would like to be? Would you like to be really active, like with real estate? Or would you like to be able to like set it and forget it with stocks and be like, that's just making some money over there for me? So in that regard, um, and I love that clarification. So thank you. I, it is more of the hands-on. Mm. I want to be, I want to kind of get my hands down there in it. And again, it's it's more so because I could I could give you a dollar or I could teach you how to make the money, right? I don't, I, I want to be able to be that value resource to get it and then pay it forward. 
So I think the best way to do that is to get that hands on. Um, and I love just kind of what you mentioned in real estate. Like I hadn't even thought that far into it. So thank you. Cause I think you just opened up something for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and just understanding maybe what those, what those options look like in terms of, you know, let's just say it. Now I want to go in and invest in real estate. What does that look like? How do I do that? Well, then what you need to think of are then more series of questions, right? So with real estate, there's various different ways that you can invest in real estate and strategies you can use. And I know you're a planner. So you could be saying, first, you need to find out, do you want to have rental properties Do you or do you want to flip properties? So that's um, the first thing that you need to decide on. Am I going to be a flipper or am I going to be someone that holds on to these and run them out? If you decide to flip, then you just need to be able to really know the value of your home. You're after um, renovation value, you know, your ARV. You need to be able to look at it and know how much these, uh, the renovation is going to cost. How much money are you going to be putting into it? How much does the house cost currently? How much are the renovations? What is it going to be valued afterwards? Right. So you have to be able to figure all of those things out and then go for it. And that's just for me to, you know, quickly summarize it. Um, but if you decide, hey, look, I want to be able to rent out these properties. And then you have to ask yourself, do I want short term rentals, Airbnb, or do I want to do a long term rental? Which is just traditional renting for, you know, at least for a year, whatever the case may be. So those are the questions you have to ask yourself. And then once you dive into there, you still need to know what is the property currently cost? How much is it going to cost for me to renovate it? Is it move-in ready? Because that's more expensive. Or do I want to find something that needs a little bit of love and attention that will then be worth a lot more and give me a good return on my investment and cash flow, right? Um, how much can this property rent for? How much can it rent for in the short term on Airbnb? Is it $100 a day? $500 a day. Um, is it in a resort location or not? Do I want to be someone that is um, investing in state or out of state? Um, there's various different things that you have to be able to ask yourself and then go down from there. So uh, that will just basically be your process as far as what do you want to do when it comes to real estate? So when you're thinking about those questions, what do you think just right off bat? Um, for so, strategy. I, so what I absolutely love and I'm big on is the return. Uh, ROI is important. <laughs> and so my thought process automatically went to, well, where do I see the, the benefit of return on the investment? And so when I think rental property, um, you know, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the the short-term rentals, you know, I could probably do more of those like the Airbnbs to get a faster rate of return as opposed to the longer term where I'm probably able to charge a bit more for a longer period of time. Um, so it sounds like just a bit of preference in that case because they both seem like they would, they would offer it's just the amount of time involved in seeing the rate of return. So they both will offer a rate of return. Otherwise, you don't do the deal. Right. You don't buy the house unless you think it's going to give you a rate of return. But how big the rate of return definitely varies. Okay. So 
um, say there's a property that you can rent out for $2,000 a month, long-term. This is um, with a year-long lease, they'll pay $2,000 a month. Say that same as that property, because of where it's located or because of certain nuances, like I heard of this one property where it's actually in Georgia, but it's near um, a lot of like Tyler Perry Studios and places like that. So now they've um, made it into more of an Airbnb. It's in the suburbs. So this will be something where a normal person will rent it out for a year. Let's just say $2,000 a month. But because they instead say, I am going to rent this as an Airbnb to directors, um, producers, actors, and actresses, they're getting 10, 20, 30,000 plus a month on that same exact property because of how they positioned it. Now, all of us are not near Tyler Perry Studios, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> that it would cost an arm and a leg to get a property near it now, right? But um, just thinking of just different resorts, like if you're in Orlando, what would you rent it out for a year month, you know, on a monthly rate versus what could you do as an Airbnb since that's a vacation spot? So you may be able to get a much higher rate of return on Airbnbs if it's in the right place. Um, where I live, I'm in Virginia. So Virginia Beach is a beautiful spot. Um, but what I say it's the biggest resort place or go-to place. Not really. Um, so like we have this event going on called Something in the Water. So um, since Pharrell has that going on, people could Airbnb for this weekend only for crazy amounts. But that's not something that they can do every single month. This is just one weekend out of the year. So that's something. Um, and not to say that there are other events that go on, but it's not that many that, maybe Airbnb may not be sustainable unless you live right on the beach. Then that may be sustainable. So it's just more so like, hmm, how do I want to um, be as an investor? Do I want to try and find me some diamonds in resort areas where people are frequently going and where I already see a demand for that? And I can see on Airbnb, if I were to try and book a trip, how much are people paying currently? to stay here for two days, one day, seven days, five days, whatever it is for their vacation time. And what would I be able to make? What is the time that I would need to be able to turn over that property after someone was in it? I need to be able to clean it up properly um, after they leave. Am I going to hire someone for that? That cuts into my cash flow. So if I'm going to make, you know, $1,000 per booking, but it costs $200 per cleaning, now I only have a net profit of $800. But we're not even getting into how much is the mortgage um, that is on this property unless you bought it outright. So it's a lot of different things that you got to think about um, when you're doing it. But real estate is fun to me. So <laughs> it is worth it's worth going down the rabbit hole. Right. Um, but there are definitely a lot of things to take into consideration. So you would just have to say. Hmm. Do I want to do short term? Short term can get you a lot more money if you have the proper location. Or do I want to do long term based on my location? Am I comfortable being an out of state landlord? Or do I need to be able to drive up on that property and see what's going on? Like, do I want to check and make sure that cleaning lady clean like she said she was going to clean? Like, you know, just different things. Um, Because also as an entrepreneur, you get to set your schedule. So you get to yeah. decide how do you want to spend your day? 
Do you want to be able to like check in on it a few times and see what's going on um, and it not be a flight away? Are you in mm. a resort area um, where it still could just be a drive away? Or is it more so, hey, look, I want to get some properties where I can just put somebody in it for a year. And then even though you're doing it for a year, maybe you do Section 8 people instead. Now you're guaranteeing your money to an extent because the government is paying you every single month a good portion. Mm. And maybe the government offers you a little bit more because there are so few homes on the market that they can use for Section 8. A lot of places, Section 8 has a very long wait list. The more homes that come up, the better. So maybe they're paying a little bit of a premium. And now you know that's coming every single month. So that could be your strategy. So it's just a lot of different ways to think through, hmm, what's going to be the best option for me? And then also, how much do I have to invest right now? What method am I going to use? Am I going to use the Burr method? which is basically you buy the home for cash, um, whether it's from a hard money loan or money that you already have. You then renovate the home, get it rented out to a tenant, and then you go refinance it um, to take all of your money out. And then maybe a little mm. bit extra so that you can put that into another property and repeat. That's the last R of the Burr method is repeat. So do that over and over again. That could be a quick way to get home. So it's like, hmm, do I want to do that method? And if I'm going to do it, am I going to do it on long-term rentals or short-term rentals or a mixture? What do I want my portfolio to look like? What is my financial freedom number? So once I know my financial freedom number, that tells me how much do I need coming in from rentals? How much do I need coming in from stock versus based on how I said I want my investment strategy to look at? look like and you know what does that look like so um and then you just back in the numbers because it's just math it's just math it's, it's just math. math that's why i tell my clients because i know it can, it can be like oh we're gonna into the weeds here this seems impossible but like when you have a plan you know do your strategic planning like you were talking about yep just math so it's just like let me ask the right questions to go down this rabbit hole plug in the right answers and get results what works for me absolutely well and I love that Brie because of what it's saying is you know you're down a rabbit hole but you've got a guide yes so you're not just kind of going undirected right you have something to just this strategy is where you're going to go that it's almost like a tightrope right mm -hmm. um so one of the things that I'm now that's coming up out of curiosity is like Someone like me who has never really gotten into the world of, you know, being a real estate um, investor, mm -hmm. what, where do you recommend you start? Someone who doesn't have any background or history in real estate. So if you don't have any background or history in real estate, um, it just depends on how fast do you want results. Um, you can start with a bunch of great books. Um, you can start with um, going down the rabbit hole of a lot of different websites and taking in all their material, all their free stuff. Um, one of the best places that I love to listen to is Bigger Pockets. So um, they are amazing on real estate. They have a wealth of information. They have a ton of books. They have a ton of um, trainings and stuff that they do all on YouTube, all on their podcast, hundreds of episodes. You can go down the rabbit hole um, and have a field day. Okay, nerd <laughs> out. <laughs> That's what I love to do. I love the nerd out. 
Um, yeah. And you can also get you a coach and it just depends on which level do you want to perform at um, when it comes to getting coaching services. There are people where, um, you know, they come in, they do their seminars and then uh, they teach you there and then they'll then offer you for you to come in and do deeper training with them um, at X level and then deeper training at another level. Yep. Um, so that is definitely a space to go down where um, that may be beneficial. I started down that road. It did not work out well for me. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I stopped that after a $1,500 investment. It was enough for me um, because it was just like, hey, look, I've done this and I still don't have results. And you want me to now pay you twenty dollars to $40,000? I don't think so. I would rather put that in a property. So, <laughs> um, you know, so it's just like, it's just figuring that out or um, working with someone like me, like I am, but I'm all about all finances, not just real estate. I mm. love real estate. I love how that is. And I coach my clients through getting their plan in order. Um, but just being able to have a guide for a financial plan to say, okay, where are my finances at today? What are some of the tools and tips that I need to succeed? So um, always like with me, even though I'm like, oh, I love talking about the investments and stuff. First, what are your goals? Like, what what are your goals? Let's get clear on those first before we go into anything else. Where yeah. are your goals? Where do you want to be in five years? What do you want to be in three years, one year? What does that look like? Short, mid and long term, what are they? And I want the dream goals, not the little petty ones that you just go ahead and be like, mm, I just... Well, you know, I would just like a house, like maybe one rental property or something like, no, what is like your crazy goal? Um, you know, like, do you want to go to Dubai and pay for all your friends to go with you? Do you want to go live in another country for half the year? Do you want to be able to have, you know, 20 doors and that's how they count how many like rental properties like you know because you could have a rental property that has four doors that's a fourplex um so like what do you see do you want to be this real estate mogul or do you just want to have just enough so it's just like hey look me and my kids can sit on the beach and chill and be happy um majority of the year like what does that look like right and then what is my budget am i putting my mouth my money where my mouth is. Like I said, these were my goals. Now I do my budget match that and getting that in line and then saying, okay, do I have a way that I save regularly? Because saving needs to be a thing. <laughs> it needs to be a thing. We can't just spend every last bit. Like, um, because like I say, planning the gap is where we make a lot of things happen. Mm -hmm. And then going over, uh, how much debt do I have that's hindering me and stopping me from reaching my goals? Maybe I need to take care of that. What does my credit look like? Um, do I plan to use traditional finances or hard money lenders when it comes to real estate? I want to be in great position to do either or, right? Do I want to put everything on a credit card? I still want to be in a great position to do whatever it is I want to do, but with the lowest interest rate possible and being able to utilize that. Some people don't even have the option to say, oh, well, you know, I know I'm a heavy hitter at business. I'm making $50,000 a month or something like that. So maybe I want to put this property on a credit card or something, but you can't get a credit card because you always in the red. Like you, you don't, you don't be, you spend you everything. Don't matter you make 50K, you got a million dollars in debt over here. I don't want to lend you nothing because I don't yeah. see the cash is going. I don't get it. You know, the bank is looking at you like, I don't get it. And <laughs> you just don't want that. So but, you know, being able to maybe say, hey, look, I got this. And I've seen um, clients put 
you know, properties on credit cards, like $200,000 plus properties on a credit card um, or multiple credit cards. Um, but that's been their strategy. And then they made sure to go ahead and churn it and pay it off because they were doing flips um, and doing it that way. So making sure your credit's in line for whichever avenue you choose. I do not recommend putting it all on credit cards, by the way. I've seen people do it. But that makes me so uncomfortable. It gives me heartburn. <laughs> but the interest rate is just so high. Like, I just, I don't want to. Yes. Um, just get a hard money lender instead. But, um, and then going over, like, that financial freedom number, number that I was talking about. Like, what is my financial freedom number? How much do I need to come in and passive income each month? that I'm comfortable that mm. I don't even have to work a day in my life if I don't feel like it anymore. And where do I want that to come from? Do I want it to come from stocks? Do I want it to come from bonds? Or do I want it to come from my business? Maybe I'm going to set up my business to be more evergreen or to run without me, or maybe I'm going to buy some businesses. Do I want that to look like? How do I want my passive income to come in? So you got to know your financial freedom number, how you want that to all come in and then start choosing the strategy. So just kind of like how I was asking you a lot of those questions when it came to mm. real estate. Um, those are the sort of things that I do with my clients. Like, okay, you said this now, how do you want that? And then even being able to revamp that because like, I know I had a client, she said, oh, I want 30% to come from stocks and 70% to come from real estate. And then we got into the numbers. I'm like, okay, you need $900,000 in your stock portfolio just to get the $36,000 a year that you need out of it. You okay with that? It's like, mm. Maybe I'll rethink that like $900,000. That just seemed like a lot. Maybe I'm going to do real estate because that feels more comfortable to me. And I want to, mm -hmm. you know, turn it that way. So it's just being able to ask the right questions, go down the rabbit hole, map out the plan, then revise the plan once we see what it'll take numbers wise until it's somewhere where you're comfortable. So that's all. So it's just about, you know, you can start with books. You can start with, um, you know, a coach, um, or different courses and things like that that are out there, whichever way is feels more comfortable for you. Re There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. There's a lot that you can learn. And I do, I really love Bigger Pockets. Um, I definitely love starting with their books and reading what they have too. Um, but they will tell you every strategy that there is under the sun and every way that has worked for them and just figuring out like, oh, do I want to get in trailer parts? Like, I mean, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> the endless world of possibilities, right? It is. It is, but it's fun if you want to nerd out like that. Like I, I love nerding out. And so um, like I said, I feel like I'm a lifelong learner. My mama did it to me. I blame her. <laughs> blame your mama. That's okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, you got to put some things on mama's like <laughs> you. I know. Everything. <laughs> right? Yes. So yes. Oh, but I wanted to know what is, is there any way that people can stay in touch with you? Because you are doing amazing things and you are helping people. So tell a little bit about how you help people and then how they can find you if they want to stay in contact with you. Yeah, thank you. So um, my, my objective is to just, I'm on this crazy road. I believe that everybody can get on this path to doing what they are designed to do. I don't understand, nor do I speak can't. So the idea is to let's figure out how we can get you to can. And so what I what I do is um, for now, I am offering a 
um, a free complimentary discovery call if you think that you are ready to start to pave your way. You've got these crazy ideas and you're just looking for strategy, right, on how to. We set up a free uh, no-hassle obligation discovery call that is done through my website, nextstepforwardcoach.com. And then um, what I offer through there as well is just a free um, planner that helps you kind of start to get the mapping process uh, started. So you, you'll look at what your goals are. And, and I want, just like you, right, those big, hairy, lofty things that you scared to tell anybody about, you, you go in there and that's your space to dream, to play, to, to just really map it out so that you get clear. Because what I found is that that's where the direction comes from. Once you have clarity of what you're going after. Um, so I'm giving those away just awesome. um, for stopping by the website. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just encourage you to take time, play with it. It's not one of those things that you sit down and you go from cover to cover. No, this is a journey walk. This is from start yeah. to finish. You walk on this journey. And when you finish it, go print you another one because they're digital. So it's not like you have to go in and reinvest. This is the free gift that keeps on giving. Oh, I love that. I love that. And yes. I love a good planner. So I'm going to go download that. <laughs> so y'all go get Kashan's planner. It is sounding like life to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to nerd off all up and through that. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. I got some big hairy goals. Yes. Gearing up, you know, we ain't got to start in January. We can start right now. Right so. now. I love that. Y'all go get that planner. Go book your call with Kashan. She is amazing. I love her energy. If you have connected to her story, if you've heard what she's had to say and say, oh my God, I need her or that's me or I've gone through something similar and you would just want someone to help you through that process and be able to gain more confidence in what you're doing, get more strategy, then you need to speak to her. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much for being here today. I will definitely have your link in the show notes so people can connect with you and get that planner because I'm going to go get it. I'm snagging it today, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Like this was fun. This was an amazing experience. And I love what you do. I, I say just keep on, you know, enlightening us the world on ways that we could invest in ourselves financially because that's also extremely important so thank you for the opportunity yes thank you so much for being here all right well i will talk to everyone next week thank you for tuning into 1322 life love y'all bye